Welcome to Takers in Translation, the podcast that tells Princeton students' stories in their own voices. We hope to build community around language at Princeton and spark conversations about our experiences. I'm Londi Hernandez, and today we will hear from Christina about her experience with the Spanish language. Everyone but my dad was coming back from Guatemala, where my mom is from. We were waiting in an extremely long immigration line, and after almost 40 minutes, we were finally called to the immigration booth. I'm the oldest of three siblings, and when I'm bored, I naturally love to annoy my little brother. As my brother was walking, I did the classic step on the shoe move, where I would step on the back of his shoe and it would fall off. My brother turned around and yelled, stop it, pretty loudly. So my mom quickly turned to us and said, niños, cállense. My mom was telling us to be quiet out of respect for the immigration officer at the booth. She was doing him a favor. The immigration officer did not appreciate this at all. He said, in the United States, they are not niños. They are called children. My mother and I were stunned. I had never been told to stop speaking Spanish so aggressively. As a rather shy child, I hated being yelled at, especially by strangers. At that moment... Instead of being mad at the immigration officer, I was mad at my mom. Why couldn't she just speak to me in English? We could have avoided any type of conflict altogether. Ever since I was young, I struggled with my bilingualism. I saw it as a drag rather than something useful. My ability to speak Spanish made me stand out from my peers. And being a very shy girl, that was the last thing I wanted. It was also my lack of English that made me almost invisible. My parents sent me to preschool not knowing a word of English. According to my mom, I didn't have many friends, and the only thing I knew how to say was, Guys, wait for me. Although my parents still refused to speak to me in English at home, I caught on quickly, even though I was still behind the rest of my classmates. I eventually grew comfortable speaking English. But all throughout elementary and middle school, my teachers would tell my mom that I wasn't participating enough. Although I was a shy child to begin with, I sometimes wonder if my late exposure to English was the reason why I didn't speak up much in class. At home, I still spoke only Spanish. As I started having more friends that I would speak English with, I started speaking to my mom in English too. She would constantly remind me to only speak Spanish, as that was the number one rule in our household, always speak Spanish. I was an obedient child, so I would try my best, but I couldn't help but switch to English sometimes because I would speak it all day at school. In order for me to remember the rule, my mom and I came up with a code word called clicks that my mom would say every time I started speaking English. It was in middle school and high school where I had my major conflict with my language diversity. In middle school, I began to speak in English more and more, and my mom and I would argue about it constantly. I didn't like how I call my parents, mommy and papi, in front of my friends, and I would get embarrassed to talk to them in front of my classmates. In high school, I started speaking English even more. My mom would say I became Una persona completamente diferente. Una niña consentida que casi no reconozco cuando habla inglés. Which means in English that I became a whole different person. A spoiled brat she didn't even recognize whenever I spoke English. My mom believed Spanish is deeply tied to cultural identity. 
Both my parents grew up and went to college in Latin America, my mom in Guatemala and my dad in Argentina, and they were set on maintaining strong ties to their respective countries. My mom had mostly Latin American friends, and I grew up around kids like me, second-generation Latin American immigrants. I would get angry with my mom because she made it seem like I had to choose between my Hispanic identity and my American identity by either speaking English or Spanish. In her mind, I couldn't have a Hispanic culture without speaking Spanish. I knew this not only from our arguments, but she would also say that children that didn't speak Spanish but had Latinx parents weren't really Hispanic anymore. I would disagree with her, and I think now I have convinced her more that the Latinx identity isn't only reliant on language. When I spoke English and refused to speak Spanish, my mom saw it as a rejection of not only the Spanish language, but also my Guatemalan culture. She thought that Spanish was not only useful to me later in life, but also an extremely important connection to my Latinx heritage. One day, I was in the car with my mom, driving to school. I started talking, in English, about a funny story that happened at school. I was really invested in this story, and I was excited to tell my mom about it. Halfway through the story, when I was getting to the most exciting part, she cuts me off and says, En Español. The momentum I had going with my story instantly disappeared, which made me feel really irritated. It felt like she wasn't really listening to my story at all. Rather, she was just focusing on the fact that I was speaking English. This happened a lot. Sometimes I fought her, and other times I would just bear it out and speak in Spanish. But this time, I confronted her. I told her that I should be able to choose to speak Spanish or not. I was surprised by her response. Instead of arguing, she agreed with me. We were both tired of fighting and getting annoyed at each other constantly. So we agreed that letting me decide whether to speak Spanish would just avoid further conflict in the future. And then, almost immediately, I began to appreciate Spanish much more, as well as my Hispanic identity. After speaking Spanish was no longer an obligation, I saw it as a gift. I realized that the language and the culture could coexist, and that they weren't dependent on each other. I was no longer in conflict with my Hispanic and American identity, because I realized I am both. I realized that my mom was not completely wrong, there is still an important connection between my Hispanic heritage and language. The Spanish language allows me to communicate with my cousins, grandparents, and other members of the Hispanic community that I wouldn't have been able to talk to if it weren't for Spanish. I became thankful that I had the chance to keep Spanish as a bridge between my two cultures, but I realized that it isn't the defining factor of one's cultural identity. Although Spanish has caused many fights between my mom and I, I ultimately thank her for teaching me Spanish. After realizing the value of Spanish, it became much clearer that I can be both, bilingual and bicultural. Thank you for sharing your story, Christina. How has coming to Princeton changed your relationship with language? I think coming to Princeton has made me appreciate my multilingualism much more. Um, and I think one of the main reasons why this is the case is uh, because I took a writing seminar focused on multilingualism in Amer America. 
And through that research, I um, definitely realized how valuable uh, knowing Spanish is. At least that's how I took, that's how I interpreted uh, my studies with the class. Um, and I did a lot of self-reflection of what place Spanish has in my life. I think in the end, I'm really grateful for Princeton and especially the uh, multilingualism in America because um, it has made me rethink the uh, role Spanish will have in my future. So given that we're recording our podcast during a pandemic, how has the quarantine period affected your relationship with language or has it affected your relationship with language? Yeah, so I think it has affected it a bit, um, especially because during school, before pre-pandemic, I was at college speaking English 24-7. The only time I would speak Spanish was on the phone with my mom. So I definitely lost a little bit of contact and practice with the language, and I started to get a little bit rusty. So when I came back, there was definitely a bit of tension between my mom and I because I was a bit rusty and she wasn't used to that. Since we had agreed that it would be my choice to speak Spanish or not, my mom tried not to argue with me, but she would still drop comments like, oh, you really forgot how to speak Spanish, didn't you? Or stuff like that. So it did make me feel a little bit guilty that I forgot it and it made me uneasy with myself that I'm losing touch with the language but eventually because I was living at home and speaking Spanish with my parents I eventually regained that confidence in Spanish and maintained that. It seems like language is really closely tied to your Latinx identity and your identity as a second generation American. Is language tied to any other part of your identity? Yeah so I think that Uh, Since it's deeply rooted in my Latinx identity, it allows me to maintain my connections with the Hispanic community, mostly my family, but also some friends here in the U.S. that I've made through my mom. Um, And I think we definitely have a special sort of connection because we came from similar families. When we do keep in touch, we kind of speak in Spanglish. So we mix English with Spanish and it's kind of this neat thing that it's like our own little language, I guess, with different words that we combine together. How do you think your relationship with Spanish will change in the future? Eventually, I'm going to move out from my parents' home. So I won't have that consistent speaking Spanish space in my life anymore. It'll just be need talking to my coworkers if I decide to get a job after college or if I go to graduate school I'll be talking to my uh, classmates in English so I'll have to find ways to maintain practicing Spanish and I think that eventually later on um, it will be difficult for me to maintain this because in order to remember a language you need to practice it every day and I've learned firsthand that you can quickly forget a language if you don't practice it. So um, eventually I want to make an active effort to teach my kids how to speak Spanish because now I'm very thankful to have Spanish in my life and have the ability to speak Spanish. So I want to give my 
children a chance to speak Spanish as well. Tigers in Translation is supported by the Rapid Response Magic Project of the Princeton University Humanities Council. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you have a story you want to share? You can reach our team at tigersintranslation at gmail.com. Our production team includes Amanda Bond, Tyler Bennett, Londi Hernandez, Mariam Camel, Annika Mascara, and Tanvi Nabonapati. Our faculty advisor is Dr. Sean Gonzalez. Thanks for listening.